On a little blue planet Spinning in place Lost in the vastness Of time and space At the end of the universe Here am I Waiting for my star to shine Sometimes it seems One wish is so small Beautiful, beautiful, in a historic office building that has not yet been knocked down. Thank you very much, and uh, welcome, welcome. Thank you. This is a double whammy. Thank you for, and thank you for saving this beautiful house. Oh, yeah. well, you. We all remember when there used to be lots of houses on Music yeah. Row. No kidding. Whatever happened to the day, huh? Well, you know, people they just wanted to make a little extra money. I guess I don't know. It's all good. Um, well, well. Thanks again for being here. Welcome to Applaudable Perspectives. And uh, we kind of connected on this newfangled thing called Facebook. Yes. <laughs> Who knew? Is it, new? Is it still newfangled? I think it's... No, it's like 20 years old. You know, whatever. But uh, thanks for being here. So 
have known of you and known about you all for a long time. So I really appreciate you taking the time. And let's talk a little bit about how you, where you're from, how you ended up here, uh, and uh, some of the things I want to talk about the Guild, Songwriters Guild, and then just sort of the process of publishing and songwriting and all the news that's fit to print or talk about anyway. Some, some stories we can't tell. <laughs> Most. <laughs> I can tell you I'm originally from this area, from Nashville, an anomaly, I think. Because Shelbyville. You're from Shelbyville? Well, born uh, in Shelbyville, but never lived there. Okay. Born, born and reared, as they say. Well, no, yeah, I was not reared in Shelbyville, but I was born there. My, my, my mother's parents resided there, and she went went from Alaska to Shelbyville. I was almost born in Alaska, but... Um, she didn't want me to be born in a wilderness, she said, with wolves howling at the door. So she, you could have been raised by she-wolves or something. Well, the wolves well, have been at our door ever since. <laughs> ever since. <laughs> and, he, and, and Rick just said recently, he said, why in the world didn't your mother just go over to Canada and you could have been have born dual and have dual citizenship? But she came back to Shelby. She was busy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you raised kids. We could use busy. that now. He's... You could use anyway. the tools. Yeah, true that, yeah. right? Well, okay. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting us. Oh, yes. And being so, so yes. gracious to ah. have us here. Remembering that we even exist. Yeah. No, um, my golly. I, um, I was born in Arkansas, West Memphis, and then I moved Fayette. to Memphis. Well, I was born in Fayetteville, but I was brought up in, <laughs> we in West Memphis. And then, uh, you know, grew up in Memphis during the soul music days and Got involved with bands when I was just 13. and uh, So you were kind of, very influenced by R&B then? R&B. Jazz. You got some jazz influence, yeah, definitely of jazz because I went to the University of Memphis. Soul music. He was, was really into It was uh, jazz. Blues. School at the time. <laughs> and so, yeah, blues was really big in my background. So Who did you love? Of, Who did you love growing up? Who did you love listening well, to? Albert King, B.B. Mm, King, Redding. Otis Redding, the Barkays. We had the same, my band had the same manager as the Barkays, so they, we got to go see him practice all the time. Uh, Love it. It was just a fabulous place to be in, in the mid to late 60s because uh -huh. it was just a, a ferment of uh, creativity. Unfortunately, they never did get the business part together. I think they'd still be around today. Uh, yeah, I grew That's up. That's the hard part of the business, isn't it? It always is. Yeah. Even though I grew up in Nashville, I would, did not uh, know much about country music. I grew well, what up did on, you listen to, Jane? I well, my father was an opera buff, so I, oh. you know. <laughs> but um, I listened to big band music, and I did listen to uh, rock and roll. I mean, it was when I, I came of age, where everybody else was listening to, you know. Jan and Dean and all that. And I was listening to Stan Getz and some of that. Kind of, you know, I mean, it was. So I have a really varied background. Eclectic, um, eclectic. Um, my yeah. father uh, and uh, was doing a little bit. I guess it would be gospel type stuff, but um, mostly just big band. You know, good stuff to dance to. It, it's yeah. I just that's just what I thought. I was. I wanted to grow up to be a singer that. Um, like Edie Gourmet, I remember at the oh, time. I was thinking yeah. that was her. Was she had those great gowns and, and her hair swept up. <clears throat> Practicing from a little mirror in the bedroom with my, uh, holding the mirror in my hand as a microphone. She practicing. still does that, by the way. Yeah, Whatever like, works. <laughs> Whatever I didn't look works. at myself, but it had a handle on it. I thought, you know, or a hairbrush, whatever. So how did how did you kids connect? How did that happen? 
Did that happen when you all moved? When you, you both moved to we Nashville? both moved. I moved to Memphis. You moved to Memphis, mm -hmm. okay. But I was married at the time. Well, no, separated. Uh, and my husband was in medical school, mm -hmm. and he was there, and he was the boyfriend of a friend of mine. Okay. Ah, yeah, it's pretty. Ooh, and you yeah. had, you and had designs stole, on him. She stole me away. Yeah. She did. No, we start. We met at a, a party, and he. I had lost my voice. Um, a, a sort of a medical thing happened. Oh. I've been a singer in high school, and you know that's scary. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so I sang a little line in the group, and he. Uh, uh, we were all just. We were all sitting around playing, and I we sang singing. a very low and thing. And I heard her singing. Said, I was like, "There's somebody in here that can sing." sing. And, I, I said, and everybody went and sang for him, and he said, "No, it's not." I was I was looking <laughs> for a singer for my band. Oh my God! And what uh, a when I heard story. her singing, I he said, like, "It must be you." And I said, "No, it can't be me. I've lost my voice." I finally got her to sing, and I was like, "A little bit." I said, "I can sing something really low," and he said, "You know what?" Go to a doctor, see what's wrong. If there's nothing wrong, I will make. I'll I can make, make you sing. sing. I'll make you. You sing. are the pragmatist, and I if, needed and you, that singer in my band, and she wow. was it. She well, was she was it. pretty to admit it. Come on, Rick. Well, she was beautiful, but I, you know, that's that's part of the package. You know? There like, you go. A lot of beautiful women, but they can't sing like her. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so Thank okay, you. so then you're living in Memphis. Yes. You're both, you, are you both in school or you're finishing school? Or? I was finishing grad school. Okay. Grad school. She was, uh, I was raising as, a, a son. And working as a commercial artist. And I was a commercial artist. Wow. And um, doing fashion illustration and various things like that. And, and Juggling yeah. a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and you were in grad school and what were you studying in grad school? Well, I was in a thing called the teacher corps, which was like the peace corps for sure. teachers. Okay. And they were giving me a free master's degree. And I turned it into a master's degree of 56 hours of postgraduate credit because I took too many courses. And oh, so I, was, I, I actually went through most of music school doing that. And I have most of a, a, a master's in psychology and political science. And I have a degree, a master's degree in education. So I have all those. And, wow. and I have a degree in political science. So I was a professional student for about six years. That's what I remember now. I just didn't do anything to go to school. You know? And it was during that time that I had decided that I didn't want to be a teacher. Uh -huh. it, the teacher was very tough. It was a very rough job. And I thought, you know, I think I'd rather just pick up my guitar and go back on stage again, because that's what I'd done from 13 to 18. You know? So when you were playing guitar and, and in bands, were you writing too, or were you just playing cover stuff? Very right? seldomly. Every so often, uh, a friend of mine named Jeff, uh, he and I would get together and we write something for a, for a particular occasion. I will never forget one time it should have been a cautionary tale um we had just gotten an advanced copy from a dj friend of ours of the beatles uh white album uh, and we worked up the song i will okay? uh, and we acted like we'd written it and we called our girlfriends together and we played it for them to make them think that we did it we sang it we did the harmony to those you know and we did just this killer job of it. and then we looked at them like what do you think because we thought they would just lose their minds they were kind of like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then, and I should have realized right there that you don't want to be a songwriter. <laughs> but when we first met, we were just friends. He was, I mean, he said, I will teach you to sing. And uh, I helped you. I went to a doctor. They said, there's really, you don't have uh, notes or anything. And uh, probably may, allergies, maybe. No, we figured out what it was yeah. later, but it, you know, just, it was a drug I had taken when I was. Um, after I was pregnant. Anyway, um, 
and it it kind of it thickened her vocals. It thickened And so I didn't know that I could. All I had to do was just keep. I was going to sing a lot lower. I was a soprano or second soprano. Then I was in like an alto. Sure. And I didn't understand, and I thought that I couldn't sing anymore. But anyway, and he was going to teach me to play guitar, and that was a total failure. Yes, I play guitar. You know. He'd make me practice. He'd he'd sit there and he'd be so tired from his play and he'd say, I'm just gonna lay down here and you just keep practicing. And as soon as I thought he was asleep, it was hurting my fingers so bad. And now it just stopped. <laughs> and then ironically, years later, she became a jazz rhythm player. Which Whoa. is so odd. She could never get her to play country. But once we started doing jazz, my fingers like, wouldn't do it. Out once we started doing jazz, she was into it. And you so had jazz she, fingers. That's just yeah, basic. she had jazz fingers. You know, you've heard of jazz hands. <laughs> jazz fingers. <laughs> but anyway, oh. that, so that was that story. And we we uh, we fell in love. Just oh, doing it together. And you're we, still in love. Yes. You're still together. Pathetically in love. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> he is out. <laughs> yes, yeah. One out of two ain't bad. <laughs> so <laughs> that was good. Good shot. <laughs> so so you quip back and forth. I think that's what makes a relationship work. It's the banter. Yeah, we played on stage uh, like six nights a week without a day off for five entire years. Whoa. And sometimes we were playing five to seven hours a night. So we got to the point where we just couldn't stand playing the same songs over and over again. So we got into this thing where we would start insulting each other back and forth. Yeah. And that would get the audience going because her being a female, they'd want to defend her, which, of course, she didn't need any help at all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and so then they would start attacking me for attacking her. Well, that's all I needed because then we got into this whole thing was with the audience and Janice against me. And it would just go around and around and be 30 minutes of just insults back and forth. And then people that wouldn't come out and see you because you're playing the same songs over you would come out and hear you because it's like comedy, right? Hear the new comedy. That was the whole thing. And so it was mostly after we when we first were playing, we played we played two jobs a night. Oh, we it would was go unbelievable. From, uh, were um, you booking yourself or did yes. some, yeah we did well, well we also had agents that booked us right. we did later on. So what years are we talking about? Oh in the seventy three um, to seventy eight really. No not seventy three, maybe seventy Maybe seventy four. Like I said, seventy three yeah. to seventy eight. So, so had you all moved to Nashville then? Or no? Yes, we no, were we still were we were we were still playing in Memphis when we moved to moved Nashville. To Nashville. Oh, we okay. were still we going back Nashville. and forth. So you had like a following in the Memphis. Yes, area. we did. That was we right. had several years playing. And we also played throughout the southeast. I mean, we played Louisiana, Mississippi, you know, Florida. 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 Yeah. Did you go out just a, so like the two of you as a duet? Just yes. we were doing. Yeah, we we, we started out in a five piece band. We started out as a five piece band. And Janice could Complained never could so never get along with the drummer. She she always wanted to set too her loud. tempo. Everybody's too loud. I can't hear myself because sing and she, like, the diva, you know. She wanted the band to just be the band. You know, it's like to be way, way back there they so that she could be out be front. And, and to her, you know, she's having her star moment. And for us, Doesn't. we're trying to, you know, we're trying to keep the song together. Sure. But she wanted the tempo to be wherever she wanted it to be. Like she wanted to slow down. Mm -hmm. The drummer's supposed to read her mind, you know, and then slow down at that point. So it's it was just too loud. And so I told her one day, I said, look, if you can't get along with the drummer, we're going to get like a, a, a drum box. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be our drummer. And you can argue with that drum box all you want to, you know. So How did that work for you? I was not playing an instrument either. He said, you're going to learn to play. You're going to have whatever. to play because we're firing the band. And so we uh, we got her a piano and a synthesizer and a string machine. A 
Okay, so she played bass. First. She played bass with her left hand, piano with her right hand, yeah. and then if it was a strings thing, she played strings with her uh, third her third hand. You know, but she, that was eventually. It took a it took a little while. The first thing he did was say, "You, what I want you to do is learn to play three songs or something." Yeah, like that. I think, yeah. three songs, and we're going to go out and we're going to audition. audition. He found a. Ireland, I think. Ireland, restaurant, yeah. And uh, we go out there and we play these streets. It took me forever to learn those songs on the piano. And you had a teacher to play Because I didn't piano. know how to, yeah, I had, I played piano as a kid. Just she didn't know chords. Uh, just, I didn't know anything about it. I just knew the notes. No, were you singing cover stuff now? Or you oh, yes, yeah. it was covers. Like stuff. what kind we of stuff? Didn't write Country or pop? Country, or... pop, whatever they wanted. He wrote a song for me one time and he played it for me and I can't remember it now because I was like, oh, I didn't know people could write. That was the response I got for I all of my songs. Yeah. Still is, by the way. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know you could, I didn't know that was an option for people like us. You know, I didn't know you could just write your own song. You had to get other people's songs. But anyway, we go to Ireland's and the guy says, oh, you're hired. When do we start? And he said, like, mind two. you, she needs three songs. Yeah. And we had to play for four hours a night. Yeah. He said, yeah, it's like, uh, you have three what, songs that's two weeks all. Or that's all we had. She we couldn't said, play anything else. And I sat up all, I mean, I said, give like, us, well, can't, we can't start till the end of the month because we're playing another job. That's all I could come up with. Yeah. So we and gave us a so month. So in three weeks, I taught her enough <laughs> stuff on the piano. That we played four hours a night, and we were up till two and three in the morning every morning practicing. Oh my god! <clears throat> while she's crazy. while she's doing commercial art at the same time. And my, I had a son to take care of. So anyway, it was it was some crazy stuff. Are we still going? Okay. We still on? No second. <laughs> this is all non-reproducible genius, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> this looks like an interesting book, actually. Really? Yeah. I don't know what happened. We're up to 15 minutes, and it looks like it stopped. I mean, we'll add it all this. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is, it says it's red. It doesn't need to be green. No, that means it's recording. Red, You're recording right now. Okay. Yeah, Why does it say stop? Oh, this is the button you push if you want to stop recording. Oh, I don't want to stop. Then do not press that button. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're good. You're good going. to go. Okay, fantastic. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so now you have now learned four hours worth of material. Yes. Now, was this the Ireland's that used to be over yes. by no, the law? Well, this was in Ireland's oh, in Memphis, same okay. chain. Same chain. Okay. Same chain, yes. And we played that for a while. We played that for and about a year. And then we played, uh, yeah, we played other. We played everywhere from there, yeah. And we actually got put together another band. And you had kids at this point? Yes. I had one, one child. I had a son. child from my first marriage. And, and did you have your daughter yet? No. No, 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 no not until the 80s. Uh, yeah, we were so, having enough trouble raising the one. <laughs> but we drug him. We eventually we landed being the house band at the Hyatt Regency in Memphis, oh, and uh, we were also playing a happy hour gig at the Travel Lodge. And all then the way downtown, we haul all stuff, the stuff back and, and forth. put our son in a hotel room, and he, you know, at, at that hotel room. I we love it. At the hotel, at the same hotel. This is dedication. Seven hours a night. We know. spent a lot of six time hours a day every day for five and we years. were you having. Fun? Was this well, so that's why we started doing the comedy. Well, we amused each other. It would be amusing. He was always comedy relief. He needed to. Yeah. I had when he taught me to play the bass and the strings and all that. 
the bass part, the hardest thing that was trying to coordinate all of that and sing at the same time. Um, uh, you remember Love Will Keep Us Together, Captain and Tennille, I had to learn that. And it took me so long to learn it. I learned it literally note by note by, you know, when you sing this word, you're going to hit that note. When you sing this word, you're going to hit that note. That's how bad it was. And so somebody would come up in the middle of me doing that song. And start talking and Somebody to that was a little bit uh, inebriated. A little inebriated. And say, I'm wondering if you could sing the song. I'd be like, Eric, could you oh, sing Tile Ribbon for the Jessica? distracted it was like literally put a quarter in my back and i would begin to play <laughs> and uh, and and if I, anybody interrupted me i had no idea where to pick up again because i'd already sung past the words and so it was i said rick you gotta protect me keep don't let anybody come up as you know while i'm if i'm doing that song what did you do how did you keep I couldn't the, do anything he couldn't do, it was but Nothing. he didn't so anyway, it kind of amused him that that happened. And, and little things like we noticed that most people weren't paying attention to us. Um, they would. Um, they were socialized. Yeah, they, well, were they were so They're busy talking yeah. and all that. I, I remember I sat down one time. I wore those big long dresses in my piano stool. As I sat down, swept the, the stool out from under me with my skirt. <laughs> and it meant, and it so fell. I went she straight. She just sat down and went down behind the piano. We had a curtain in front of the piano, piano so you couldn't <gasps> see. And I went straight to the floor. And there's 300 people. In and you I was hurt so yourself, humiliated. You? 300. It, hurt. it was, it, you know. And your tailbone. Ouch. Uh, yeah, my there are like 300 people I in the live. audience. And she sits there and just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and, and Rick said, get up. Up. And I said, I can't. I'm so, I was so embarrassed, you know. And he said, Janice, I swear to God, not a soul saw you fall. Get up. <laughs> Anyway, we just do it. We just used it to learn our craft, mm -hmm. and occasionally people came in. Um, um, oh, we had some pretty big people come in. Pretty big people walked past. I was singing um, Bobby uh, McGee. Yeah. Bobby McGee one when night Chris when Chris Christopherson walked no! into Paint the room, and I was I was humiliated because I was I'm, I was terrible at it. I'm sure, uh, and so. Um, he sent somebody up to say, tell me I was doing a good job. And I said, oh, liar. And then ironically, later when we you know, came to Nashville, we met Chris, uh, we, were, we said, oh, maybe you don't remember this, but you, we were at the Hyatt Regency and you sent somebody over to And he says, I don't remember, but don't feel bad. I don't remember anything that happened in the 80s. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, yeah. They were stuck in Memphis because they were renegotiating their contract. So they were stuck at the Hyatt Regency for like two weeks with nowhere to go. And so they come down and see us. They came down and watched Everyone but Michael. He would never come down because they recognized him. Okay. Sure. But all the other kids, they just put on street clothes and all these girls are wandering around looking for Michael. And they don't realize that Jermaine and all the are down there. They're all down there. And they were stuck there and they couldn't go anywhere else. And so they made friends with us. Yeah. And Did we you get him up on stage? We, no, we one were driving them to clubs and stuff really like that because they had nowhere they else to go. And said, Shut up. We and so how old were they then? Oh, God, were they could have been more than 15 or 16. They were just Shut kids. Shut the door. Just kids. Wow. Well, they, well maybe they, they were. were no, they weren't that old. So, so they, were signed, they were signed to Motown, right? Yeah, but they were renegotiating. It was really a critical time. And, and apparently I there were some problems with them re-signing. And so they Well, that's surprising. Isn't that surprising? And they stopped the tour. Is what happened. So they oh were, my word! Yeah, so they were stuck there, but literally. 
our son was a big fan of the Jackson Five, and he's up in the hotel room. And so one night they're saying they want to go. We have an old Volkswagen van that we've cleared out the whole inside. Except, and we said they said we can't. Well, how do we get there? It's really late. And we said, we said, hey, we call it just you. right across the expressway. Sure. We said, we'll take you. And so we go up to get, we're leaving, we're packing, we got to pack up our stuff. And uh, we get our, I go up to get our son. And I said, listen, we've got to go, we've got the Jackson Five or, or in, the <laughs> in the back van. of the van. And we so you have like, to share them. What? <clears throat> what? You know, he's just completely. Now, how old was out. your boy then? He was oh, probably 12, 12, 11, 12, 11. Oh, my God. So it was really a big event for you. So, where yeah. was Michael? Michael was still up there. He, he didn't come with us. Never saw him. Ever? We yeah. never saw him. Shut the but they said he was. We said, "Where's Michael?" He said, "He, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't do this stuff." We anyway. We took yeah. him to a club, but it was just hysterical. Our son is sitting in the back with a Jackson Five. You know, he's just back there, like his eyes are big as that. that. Is so his, his brush with greatness. <laughs> That's hysterical. Isn't that funny? And wow, they were so, really nice kids. That's really nice. Yeah, I'm we sure. Really, I'm sure know. you like made their. The two weeks bearable. They were, they were yeah. bored to tears. They had to. Can have you been. imagine being stuck in a hotel? Did and they have management or dad or mom or anything? I don't know. We didn't see anybody. We didn't it was see just anybody. They're just hanging out. And the funniest thing was these girls were looking everywhere for me. And these kids are sitting right there. They don't recognize them at all. That is yeah. so terrible. They're in street clothes. They're really, really sweet kids. It was just, you know. Oh man. And so we anyway. We took them. That was one. There, there's been a lot of stories with that, with being in Memphis, being at that thing, but. We, and from there, somebody came in one night and said, uh, I would never make it as a, oh, that we should try. We were doing a couple of original songs. He uh -huh. said, you oh, know, yeah. you, you should go to Nashville and have them published. And we said, said, what, what does, does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> and uh, he I said, know, you know, you find a publisher. Are you, are you figuring that out yet? I, I am. <laughs> I'm, 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 now that I know. I've forgotten yeah. his name. He had a. a he was a DJ. He, yeah. No, but he had a, a business here on Music Row and I oh, when we came yeah. here. But anyway, he said she will never make it as a country song a singer because she has vibrato in her voice. And so I said, Oh, okay, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> and so we he we decided we'd find out about a, what a publisher is. So we I found, found out, out and, and then I got billboard. This is my brilliant idea. This just shows you a level of planning that I was capable of. Buy a copy of Billboard. Yeah, and so no, I didn't even buy it. I went to the um, I went to the library because I you know, <laughs> I was a professional student. I, I had, that's the only thing I knew was how to use the library. So I go to the library and I look up Billboard and I look in Billboard and here's the chart and then there's a list of the publishers. Okay. Okay, and then I I compared the publishers with the top 10 on the country charts because I knew we were close to Nashville. And I found the publisher that had the most songs in the top 10, and that was the number one publisher I was going to send. Was that Tree? That was Tree. <laughs> and, and I went down the list, and I got the top five publishers. And then I went... We bought a record. We had a record. I, bought, I bought a cassette and another cassette, and I would bounce tracks from one cassette to the other track and then add something else to it. And we got like uh, four songs done. That's right. very, actually very songs. darn strategic if you think about it. I mean, it yeah. sounds very. I have no other plan. He yeah. wrote. He wrote four. Uh, four songs. Four songs. We, we recorded, recorded them. We stayed up all night in the. In um, his mom's. Uh, in a wallpaper store. Wallpaper store. And so then, <laughs> so then I say, okay, now because Jan, Janice's Sleeping parents. Sleeping on the floor. Our son and the dog on the floor. Janice's and parents they, live in Nashville. Okay. okay. Well, so that's, say, that's a help. Yeah. So I'm I got the name 
of one of the writers at Tree from my father, who is the airport manager in West Memphis, where some of the of the Memphis horns flew in and out of there. Oh, sure. So he asks us, do you know anybody in Nashville? I said, well, I know this guy, Don Cook. So go, 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 say, no, go, see, go see this guy, Don Cook. So And Don graciously actually took my call and decided he would sing, which is a miracle in itself. Uh, and where and was Don at the time? He was at Tree. He, he was, was at Tree. And so what happened was- but This I works come, out great, because this I is come, the first place- So I got, I got, I was making cassettes because I thought I was going to have to go to hundreds of publishers. You know, I, I said I would go to like the top 200 publishers to turn around and go back again. Okay, so I start at the top of the list. Why not? You know, and I go to see Don. He hears these four songs and they signed me off the street right then. That happens every day here, doesn't it? Yeah, I, 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 apparently it did because they hired me. What were they thinking? Well, you know? he, he called me. I met my mom's, you know, and we're, we're waiting to hear what happened. He said, hey, he said, um, I went to Tree, and he said, they're, they're going to sign me. And I said, oh, shut up. Because she uh, never you believed know, I didn't believe it. She knew I was a failure. You know, they didn't know it yet. <laughs> no, I didn't know that, but I knew he bragged all the time about things. Fool you know, them. Yeah. I said, oh. I said, they did not. I said, where are you going next? He said, no, I'm serious. He said, they will sign me. And they want to hear you. Because they actually they, gave you a publishing deal. It wasn't a single well, song they, thing. No, it was a publishing deal. And, Unbelievable. And, 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 with a draw, with a draw and everything? No, The good no. news is they gave him a publishing deal. The bad news is there was no money. At that time. Uh, for, okay. At that, but, but they were going to demo all of our songs and pitch them. That's so good. as far as I was concerned, that was that's good. enough. And, but the funny thing was, they, they gave me I a say the song. Yeah, and so they wanted to talk to her about getting with your vibrato. Yes, yeah, because they they heard the songs and they're like, "Well, we could get a record deal to get for her." Because, as much as I can. but they they thought they'd get a record deal for her, and so it's like, okay, now we got this whole self-contained thing because we can actually make our own records. But the the crazy thing was that, uh, you know, here we are at this, this publishing company, in there and they're literally talking all this stuff, and they give me this contract, and they they're so smart. You know, the contract it says. They want these four songs and every song I've written before that. <laughs> this is yeah. genius. I just like they're, it's an all-in contract. They want everything ever wrote. And, and that's called Schedule A. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything ever wrote. And what they didn't understand was those are the only four songs I ever wrote. <laughs> <laughs> so we were both kind of, you know, screwing so each year, other. So what year are we talking about? This is uh-huh. And and you know I just talked to Don the other day. I mean we're still friends. And wow, great yeah, great been... songwriter, great producer. You know. Yeah. So that experience at Tree, what happened after that? You so did, we would got, you go there every day and write four, or what? One of those four songs actually got cut. By who? Kind of, uh, Janie Fricky. Okay. And so that was a real nice thing. And so then I started going in every day and writing. Janice started I singing started demos. Singing demos. Right. And so ironically, we get up. We had so much work to do. We get up in the morning. Uh, we get Scott ready for school, we get him off school. And while she's getting Scott ready for school, I'm listening to all the songs that she has to demo, right? And so I'm writing out a number chart on the top of it, not chords, the actual melody intervals and numbers so, so that she could look at the numbers and because she didn't have time to hear the songs except when we were driving in. Right. Oh so my she, God. So she didn't have time to learn them. So what she did, she'd hear them once and she'd have the melody written over the top of it. So she'd go in like she'd learned the song. She'd read the melody off of it. Yeah, talk about a quick study. Oh, yeah. Well, it she wasn't had to. That. She I, had to. I had not gone to music school, and he had. I didn't know very much about But I mean, she could just, sing off a number track. I just, yeah, I could. Uh, he taught me to do He taught me to do that. Yeah. So you were basically but, teaching her the number system? Yes. 
Well, I did learn, I did, I did go in and got, um, I, I sang a demo for, um, Ray, um, for Ray Baker, Ray Baker, uh -huh. and he wanted me to sing a duet with Mo Bandy. And so she did. And, and so I did. And that was like, uh, I think he lost Janie Fricky because she became an artist and he wanted me to come in and do Mo Bandy. And, um, I did that and that kind of, that kind of pushed the career. Yeah. Uh, that I had the song, uh, the first number, I mean, the first song to, to get on the charts and be a single was a song that I offered Ray Baker the publishing on. Yeah, that she wrote with uh, yeah. her name Margot Pendarvis. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so, so she got the first. Uh, no, let, let that's how you do it. It was a business idea that Rick, he says, let, let me ask, Janice, let me ask you a question. I was not were, signed at Were there I mean, any other female writers back then? 